in the scripture, I only see four places where Jesus tells us to pray for something. So in this one, we, we've looked at already the prayer request for perseverance. And we looked at the prayer request for, for to pray against temptation. And last week it was pray for kingdom workers and we answered the job description. But today, this one is the most difficult. There are many people who think, hear me, there are many people who think their sins are forgiven and they think they're headed to heaven, but because of today's subject matter, they may be mistaken. So we want to really lean in and hear what God is saying to us today. In Matthew 5, Jesus said this, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. That's pretty easy, isn't it? Verse 44, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you may be children of your Father in heaven so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. So he uh, lends us to believe that if we don't, we may miss that opportunity. We're going to see that in Scripture. So today, we want to learn how to pray for your enemies. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for today. Thank you. Your presence is here. We love you so much. Thank you for the generational anointing in this house. Lord God, that you are working through generations and move churches in good hands because you are building it and you're uh, calling young people to serve you and you're going to use us too, Lord God, to mature them and discipline them and, um, excuse me, disciple them and discipline if needed. And we thank you for that opportunity. Now, Lord, speak to our hearts. Church, let's pray it. Lord, speak to my heart. Change my life. In Jesus' name, amen. We had... Um, I think 13 graduate from the lead class this last Wednesday night, and we celebrated. Boy, we had a good time and just so, super proud of them. I do feel like the Lord's putting on my heart to do the lead class again this upcoming year. We'll give you more information. It will start February, and I will give you more information about that. So pray for your enemies. Now, this is a very difficult prayer request. But Jesus told us to do it, not, not just pray, to love our enemies, to pray for them. And when someone has hurt you, the last thing you want to do is to love them and pray for them. If the only prayer that we may think about praying is, Lord, get them. Revenge. Revenge. Uh, it's been said that revenge is a dish served best cold. Someone else said revenge is sweet. So I've come to conclude that revenge is ice cream. <laughs> That's what we do when we have an enemy. Instead of getting revenge, we just get ice cream. Sounds pretty good, don't it? <laughs> We need some godly perspective on this one. It's difficult. There are three things to think regarding enemies. When you have an enemy, 
this is going to help you. If you think these three things, it's going to help to give you some right perspective, okay? So please take good notes. We all have either been hurt or we will be hurt by someone. That comes with relationships, so these are very important for you to take note. You cannot miss up on, mess up on this one. It's got huge consequences if we handle it wrong. We've got to handle it God's way. Okay? So the first thing to think regarding enemies is this. We have done God wrong. We have done God wrong. Prior to salvation, the Bible says that because of our sinful nature, we were enemies of God. We were enemies of God. Not God was an enemy of us, toward us. We were an enemy toward him, every one of us. Because of our sinful natures, we did things that were offensive to God. Romans says this, For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? If God treated us that good as being his enemy, he gave his son for us. Now that we receive his son, we're no longer an enemy. Man, how great is our reconciliation with God now, our relationship with him. But we were all at one time enemies toward God. Our sin made us that way. and He loved us so much, though, he didn't let that stop him. Jesus himself set an example regarding enemies, the way we should be. He didn't only... He didn't only preach it, he walked it out when he was hanging on the cross. The Bible said in Luke 23, when they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. This is the Son of God. Verse 34, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Now, it might not have been our hands that crucified him, but it was our sins. And aren't you glad that Jesus prayed for his enemies and done good to them? That's me and you. So we have done God wrong. Second thing to think about enemies, regarding enemies, is this. We have done others wrong. We have hurt others. We have wronged others. We have been the enemy to someone else. We might not have done it intentionally, but the hurt to them was still the same. We judge others by their actions. We judge ourselves by our intentions, don't we? Every one of us. And we must remember that there has been a time, and there will be a time again, that we will need someone else to forgive us. And if you're asking for forgiveness, please don't preface it by saying, if I have hurt you, I'm sorry. You're not sorry. <laughs> Just something a little free there. So we have done others wrong. The third thing to think that's going to help us give us the right perspective when it comes to praying for our enemies is this. We have need for forgiveness. We have need for forgiveness, not just from those that we've done wrong. We want that. But more importantly, we have need for forgiveness from God. Now, this is critical. The Bible is very clear. This is a deal breaker you and I as Christians because the Bible says that if we do not forgive others their sins we will not be forgiven wow 
This is a sin that could make all of my sins come back upon me. Do we understand that today? That all of my sins that have been forgiven, if I just hold on to unforgiveness for someone that's really done me wrong, and you understand I have a right, they did me wrong, it hurt. But if I choose to do it my way and not God's way, that sin of unforgiveness will cause all of my past sins to come back on me. And I don't know about you, but I got quite a few. Here it is in Scripture, Matthew 6. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your Heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, this is Jesus speaking, your Father will not forgive your sins. There's no other way to interpret that. There's no other way to justify it. There's no easier translation. It is what it is. We have to forgive. I can't afford to hold on forgiveness, can you? Because I need so much forgiveness. I need God to forgive my sins. Well, I know it's, so how do we put it into practice? It, it's, it's difficult. You know, when we think about our enemy, um, it will, it, to, to get the right perspective, we must think these things. And, and it's not a natural work. This is a supernatural work. This is supernatural action that we have to do. It's something that we can't do within ourselves. We can't pray for our enemies within ourselves, and we can't love them. So we have to turn to God for help, and thankfully, he helps us. Let me tell you some of the good things that happen when you forgive. When you forgive, number one, you are blessed by God. When you forgive, you are blessed by God. God's ways may not please our flesh. We want revenge. It may not please what we want, but they will bring you a blessing when you do it God's way. In 1 Peter, it says this, Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing. Because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. I would rather be blessed by God than to be burdened by unforgiveness. As a matter of fact, if your enemies knew how much God was going to bless you, they would never have been bad to you to begin with. You just got to do it God's way and he will bless you when you forgive. Another good thing that comes from doing God's ways when you forgive, number two, so important, you are free from bondage. Free from bondage. Hear me, please. Hatred is a bondage. It will destroy your life. It will cause bitterness of soul. Bitterness. I think it was the great Smith Wigglesworth, I believe, was asked to pray for a lady that was on her deathbed, and he went to pray for her. And um, if you know anything about Smith Wigglesworth, there was a, an anointing of miracles. God would work through him as a miracle worker. 
And as he was praying, he, something went in his spirit. God showed him. He said, lady, do you have unforgiveness? Uh, and she first, I believe, said, no, no. So he went to pray. Nothing happened. And in the middle of his toiling and praying, it, she screamed from within her, I hate her. That wickedness coming out of her and, and come to find out she was holding on to unforgiveness in her soul. And he finally led her through that so she was able to release that and she received her miracle. Bitterness, hatred, it will take you out. Hear me. But you don't understand what they did for me. No, I don't. But God does not give us a, if this happens, you can have bitterness. He says we must forgive all. And he will help us to do it. He will. And there's a blessing and we get to be free from this bondage. The scripture talks about a root of bitterness that will grow in your life and it will bear fruit that's damaging. So we want to be free. It's better to be free in the Lord. The unforgiveness that you're holding against them is really not hurting them at all anyway. They moved on hurting someone else. It's hurting you. You've got to release it. First John says this, Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or a sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. Don't need to add anything else to that scripture. It interprets itself, doesn't it? So we want to be free from that bondage. Another good thing, when we forgive, we're a good witness for God. Who forgives all of us, all of our sins? Romans 12, 17 says, Do not repay evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of God of everyone be careful to do what's right in the eyes of everyone people are watching the way we respond to being done wrong we when we respond with love and goodness it's so unnatural especially in today's culture ain't it i mean for us to respond in a way that's loving toward them it sticks out now but people are just expecting everyone to just to lash out it's so so much anger so it's, it's, it's seen, it's not even natural. It's not natural, it's supernatural. And what a great witness to a forgiving God. And you may even win your enemy to the Lord. And when we forgive, another good thing is this. You allow God to judge your enemy. Now before you get too happy about that, thinking God's going to get them, revenge. Remember. God's judgment on this side of eternity is love. If he judges you now, he's trying to turn you and wants to redeem you. So when God says for us to pray for our enemy and not, and not to judge them, he wants to judge them so he can turn them to him. God's judgment is his love given, hope hopefully to lead someone to repentance. Romans 12 says this, Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. Another scripture says that when we bless our enemies, it's like heaping hot coals on their head. And that those hot coals are symbolic of being convicted by God. And what a blessing it is to someone that has done someone wrong to have God to convict them.
the Lord told me one time, someone done me wrong and, I, and um, had some alt in my heart. And God said this to me, if you judge them, I will not. But if you will not judge them, I will judge them. So what happens if I would have said, no, God, I'm going to judge them. God told me he would not. So if God does not judge them, that means the conviction won't come on them. And I would be responsible for them going to hell. It's deep, that is. But God says, if you do it my way, I will judge them. And God's judgment on this side of eternity is for their good. Aren't you so thankful that he judged us? He judged us when we were wrong, when we were his enemy. And he convicted us so we could turn to him. Now, I get it. This is a heavy message. That's okay. This is a prayer request of Jesus. He wants us to do it the right way. So, when we don't forgive, when we don't forgive, I won't spend much time on this, but the opposite things that we just covered happens when we don't forgive. Forgive. This is where Satan wants you to be at today when you're hurt. If you're hurting today, this is what Satan wants from you. This is the results he wants. God's way is a good way, always good, always the best. Satan's way is death and destruction. This is what he wants from you when you're hurt by an enemy. When you don't forgive, you are distanced from God. Distanced from God. Unforgiveness will put a wedge between you and God. You cannot love God and hate someone else. It does not work. 1 John 4, 7 and 8 says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God. Let me get that verse 8 because I want everyone to see that. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. So I cannot say I love God and have hate in my heart for someone else. It's going to distance me from God. When I don't forgive, number two, you will hurt others. Hebrews says, make every effort to live into peace, live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God, and here it is, and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble. Look, and defile many. Well, I'm just, it's just me. I'm not hurting anybody. It, They've done me wrong, and I'm not, I'm not hurting anyone. And the Bible says that the, the root of bitterness will defile many. To, defy, to defile means to make something unclean. It becomes contaminated. You know, I don't know many people who have been done wrong that don't tell somebody else about it. And when we tell someone else about it, and we, we you know, in church, we know how to make it sound good. Now, I'm not talking about somebody. I mean, they just did me wrong. And I just want you to be praying for them. Would you pray with me for them? And they just, you know. So we're going to tell someone else about it. Then in their heart, they may hold the same, a similar unforgiveness. It defiles many, the scripture says. And man, how many people have been destroyed by that word that's going around about someone else? So when we forgive... When we don't forgive, we hurt others. Number three, <clears throat> this one's self-explanatory. 
Number three, when you don't forgive, you are a bad witness for God. You are a bad witness for God. Nothing can be added to that. Number four, when you don't forgive, you will not be forgiven. I want to restate it again. The Bible is very clear that we must forgive others if we want to be forgiven. So if we're holding on to something this morning, holding unforgiveness, it's hurting us more than it's hurting them. We've got to allow God's grace to work in us and through us so we can remain free in Jesus. I'm going to be free like a free bird, ain't you? Free. Because Jesus has shown love and grace toward me. So three ways to pray if you want to be forgiven. Three ways to pray, excuse me, if you want to forgive your enemy. Let me say it that way. Three ways. Number one, you got to pray for God's love. This is asking God's help. Now, God, I cannot do this. They hurt me too bad. God, you, they wronged me. And if you want me to love them, God, I love you, and I don't want anything to come between me and you. So, Lord, you said for me to do it, so if you told me to do it, that means you're going to help me if I'm willing to receive your help. I need your love for them. The Bible says love comes from God. God is love. So when you ask the Lord to give you love for them, he will. He will put his love in your heart that covers over a multitude of sins. Aren't you so glad? And God will begin to birth his love for them in your heart. It won't be your own. So you want to pray for God's love. Number two, you want to pray for their salvation. You don't want your worst enemy to go to hell. If you really have a somewhat of an understanding of hell, you don't want your worst enemy to go there. So once God begins to put that love in your heart, you can pray, Lord, turn them, judge them so they don't go to hell, Lord, that they may know you. And then I start thinking things like this, where would I be if I didn't know you? God, if, if you didn't come into my life, what would I be doing? Who would I be hurting today? Who would I need to be forgiven of? And the sins that I need you, would, would need you to forgive me of. I'm so glad, Lord, you came after me. Now do the same for them. You begin to pray for their salvation. And all of this grows in your heart. It's really a supernatural work that God can do for you because number three, this is when you know you've forgiven. You've forgiven them. You, you're able to pray for blessings. And God, I'm doing it like your word says. I'm going to pray that you bless them. The Bible says the goodness of the Lord brings people to repentance. And Lord, I pray that you bless them like you blessed me when I was your enemy and when I was not living for you, you showed blessings on my life. I pray you bless them also. Pastor, that is so hard. I can't even see myself doing it. Start the process. God will help you. Would you stand, please? Last message today. I know you couldn't handle much of this one today. I get it. But the Lord is going to help. The shocking thing is this. Statistics say that 80 percent of the people who are offended don't even know they're offended they don't know they're holding on to something because we can layer it we can bury it we can cover it up we can justify and 
And this is something that can really cause you some damage spiritually. I'm convinced there are people that have been sitting in churches for a long time that have buried their unforgiveness so deep and they, they go through the motions. They look like a Christian. Everything looks right, but there is no relationship with God. And I think many times it comes down just to that unforgiveness that they're holding on to. If God says, if you don't forgive, I will not forgive your sins, that causes damage that more than just eternal damage, I'm talking about now, there's no relationship with your father. If you're distant in your love relationship with God, you may want to check to see if there's some unforgiveness that you're holding on to. Would you bow your head, please? Lord, bring it to memory now, that person, because you want to help heal today. Person right now, I believe the Lord's putting in your mind right now. You already thought about them during this message. It's not, it's the Holy Spirit trying to help you, but you're going to release them today so you can be free. It's going to feel so good. Pastor, how do I know? I know they did me wrong, but how do I know? Can you pray blessings over them right now? Lord, I just pray blessings over them. How hard is that? But it seems like they're getting off. You don't have to worry about that. God's a just God. He's, he's, he's a good judge. Didn't you get off? Yeah, I did. Lord, I pray blessings on them. I want you to begin to whisper that prayer if you can. Pray blessing. Bless them, Lord. Bless them today Lord let's say it this way I love them I love them with your love I can't I can't I can't well you got to do something today you got to start the process God wants to help you he wants to give you love for them I love them in you in you Jesus I love them in you you want to help me I want to love them that's where it begins freedom is going to be wonderful for you. You're going to release them and allow God to work in their life. I understand in this room there's deep hurts. Deep hurts. Some you have never told anyone else. But God knows and he wants to help heal your heart. And that unforgiveness will keep ripping the scab off of that wound. You hear me? And that's what Satan loves. He is the vulture that keeps picking at that same old wound that nobody else knows about. You know it. But today the Lord is going to bring healing. Without any hesitation, if you need to forgive someone today, I want you to raise your hand real high. You're going to forgive today. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Forgive them. Forgive them today. Raise your hand. I want you to keep your hands up, okay? We're going to do this today. We're going to... The reason why we're raising our hands is, is, is showing that we're going to be free. We're not going to be bound to this anymore. Now lift up your other hand and ask the Lord to help you. Now, Lord, help me. First of all, let's ask him to forgive us for holding on to it. Forgive me, God. I knew I should have forgiven them already, and I didn't. But I forgive them today. I forgive them in Jesus' name. Say it. Come on, pray it to the Lord. I forgive them today. You're going to help me to do that. I forgive them today. Lord God, give me your love for them. I can't do it within myself today. Lord, you're going to help me. And I thank you for that. I forgive them today. I pray for them today. Lord God, don't let them go to hell. Save them. 
Lord God, reach out to them. Save them today. And thank you, Lord God. You're going to help me to bless them. You're going to help me to see this through. And I'm going to be free, Lord God. I'm going to be free. And I thank you. I thank you for forgiving me. And I forgive them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, that was painful. You won't believe the hands that were raised in this room. And that was painful. I get it. But the Lord is going to help you. Don't make this just a one-time prayer. Well, Pastor, what am I supposed to do with this? Every time Satan brings that person to your mind, you pray the same way over them. You hear me? You want to be free from them? Every time Satan brings them back to your mind, you just go ahead and pray a blessing over them. Pray God's love toward them. Pray over them. Lord, I pray you save them. I told the devil one time. He was bringing a person back in my mind all the time. I said, let me just tell you something, devil. Every time you bring that person in my mind, I'm going to pray a blessing over them because I've forgiven them, and I'm not going to pick those chains up again. So every time, and every time he would do that, I begin to pray out loud, bless them, God. Oh, pour out your love on them. Lord, do a miracle for them. Satan quit bringing that person to my mind again, and he'll do the same for you. You want to be free. Amen? Amen. Amen.